0: Well, hey there and welcome to a bonus episode of the Practical Worship Podcast. The last full episode that we just did a few weeks ago is with a guy named Nick Payne and he's a good friend of mine. He's a worship pastor up in the Twin Cities area. And that whole episode is about how they have really found a way to build relationships among the people within the ministry. Also, just a discipleship process and making sure that people are growing in their faith and giving them moments to be able to connect with God instead of just always outpouring this service, and they've done so in a way in – how they have restructured their rehearsal process, and they call it the Rehearsal Revival Project. If you haven't listened to that episode, I'd encourage you to go check that out first. But the thing about these podcasts is that they're not live to tape, meaning that we just hit record and we talk, and after 30 minutes we just you know hit, hit stop, and then that's the episode. There is some editing and some restructuring that goes on just to keep pacing, going, and making it interesting for you to listen to and keep it on track. If we go on a rabbit trail that doesn't really relate to what we're talking about, we can pull that out just to make the experience a little bit better in terms of listening to the podcast. Sometimes there's audio problems with sound dropping out with Skype and things like that. So whatever the reason, you know. We I shoot for a 30- or 40-minute window, the actual interview, but especially someone like Nick, who's a friend of mine, man, we could talk for hours whether anyone's listening to us or not, and so that was definitely the case with this episode where there was just a lot of good extra content that – Didn't make it into the show, and one in particular was I just asked him how he got to Grace. He has this unique story that you know he he's only been at Grace. That's the only church that he's really been a part of, and he came in uh, as a member and then as a volunteer, and then eventually when he was brought on staff, it wasn't actually within the worship side of things. It was somewhere else in the church, and so he, he has a unique story in how he got to where he is today. But I think it's what makes him the person that he is, and the reason why he does things a little bit differently uh and and why it's working is because he's not going kind of the conventional way and what i love about this story is that one uh there's a real sense of just how the church accepted him when he was like he was in a horrible place and making really bad decisions and just in the beginning stages of trying to pull his life back together and the church really came in and rallied around him and part of that i think is his success story and then also when it was time for him to When they brought him on to to serve on the worship team, you could probably say he probably had no place in serving on the worship team and playing. But even that was a part of his story. So I thought that this whole thing, this whole—it's not very long. It's about 10 minutes or so. But this whole segment of Nick's testimony really helps to give a little bit of clarity to who he is and where this came from. And I think it also encourages us, too, because there's people like this— in our churches every single day, and we look at Nick now and all the things that he's doing, and we're like, wow, God's really using him. But 10, 15 years ago, it probably wasn't that obvious what God would do in his life today. So I hope you enjoy this. This is the bonus episode with Nick Payne. This is his story, his testimony.
1: Uh, you don't mind a four-hour podcast, do you? You're fine with
0: that. We'll just we do. We'll do it in parts. This is. We might go there. Yeah. Episode seventy-four.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nick Payne again.
0: So you have been at at Grace for gosh, you've been, I mean, that's been, that's been your church, right? I think it's kind of interesting that your story is you started as a volunteer in the church that you're at. It's not like you have bounced from church to church to church. You have grown up in that church, started as a volunteer, and now on staff leading the, the music and the worship department at Grace. How did that come about?
1: Yeah. So one thing I love about my, my testimony and my, my history with God is that it's very clear that there was never a moment that, um, I set out to do something and accomplish it and then through hard work and determination uh, was able to accomplish that thing. Anything that I've um, – any authority I have, any influence I have, any time I've been given positional authority, it's been clear that the Lord has just moved me to that place. Whether or not I was uh, ready, I was willing, I gave, I gave the Lord my yes, and he's kind of done all these things through me. So um, I grew up in the church. Uh, I grew up in a church that wasn't um, very helpful. It was very sort of uh, legalistic, and um, I actually I learned a lot of good sort of discipline um, and how to be devoted uh, in that upbringing. Um, but it was it was religion, and what I mean by that is it was it was form without power, right? So we were doing all the things, um, and it looked a certain way, but uh, there wasn't any reason for the ritual, you know. Um, and that's how I grew up. So then in my twenties, inevitably I um, sought out something that had power. I sought out, um, I wanted to feel things. Um, I wanted to be a rock star. You know, I wanted to do all these things. And so uh, my 20s were horrible, really, really rough, both uh, with things that I brought on myself and uh, things that were just uh, done to me, things that happened to me. Uh, there's, it's kind of a dramatic uh, testimony. There's, you know, drug use and, and um, some some jail time. And, wow. Uh, one of these very over-the-top kind of dramatic testimonies. And then uh, after my second divorce, I haven't shared any of this with really anyone from the group, <laughs> except Tandy maybe. So uh, I was divorced, and my dad um, brought me to this church called Grace Church. He kind of dragged me. And the reason he was able to do that was I was living in his basement. I'd lost everything, and um, he was supporting me. And so – uh, I was living in his basement, and he brought me to this church. And um, I remember the first three months, I just wept every weekend because they were doing um, they were doing what we would call contemporary music. Now they were probably you know a decade behind, like most churches. But the guy leading it was this guy named Will Lopes. Will was the music director, and he was Portuguese. He's from Brazil, um, and uh, he. Uh, was this, just, he had this beautiful voice. He he went through conservatory, he could play any instrument. And I just, I never heard music like that in a church. And with my upbringing, I had heard specific music, never, never that. Um, and while I was away from the church, music kind of changed. And so I came back, had this like emotional experience and the, the people at this church, this church grace, the pastors reached out to me in a way I'd never experienced. Like they had no business coming and taking care of me and visiting me in jail and like I was nobody to them. Um, and I never experienced that in any church I had been in, including the churches that I grew up in. Um, and so that moved me, that personal connection really moved me. Um, so skip ahead, uh, c- a couple of years, uh, I started serving, uh, at the church playing acoustic guitar, uh, with the band in two thousand eleven. uh, 11. Uh, and I didn't know what I was doing. I was really, really bad. <laughs> I was, you know, I uh, I overplayed as much as possible, and I, I I pounded my my elixirs on my Taylor guitar with the open E voicings. You know how it sounds really good when you do that. Yeah, hit those as hard as I could in every song. And uh, Will was very gracious. <laughs> and, Paul uh, Balash would have been proud. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, exactly. Him, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> I have to tell him you said that. So uh, it was never my. To work in a church, certainly I was I was done with church in a lot of ways. And I was uh, I'd given up on music. I did a record and, um, you know, I sold 10,000 copies. It just didn't go anywhere. Um, And so I was I was broken and I was still addicted to a lot of uh, different um, drugs. I couldn't walk right because I had been in a few car accidents. And so I actually I walked with a cane. And uh, when I first volunteered, I actually played keys because I couldn't stand. The guitarist was supposed to stand. And I couldn't stand for that long. So I actually, I came in playing keys and um, and then moved to acoustic. Um, but anyway, the way I actually ended up working in a church is uh, here at Grace, they just kind of, they brought me in, they brought me in, they brought me in. I got to know some people and had some um, people that the Lord put in my life all from this church. And in 2013, uh, the woman who was running what they called Christian education back uh, back then, um, super sharp woman, amazing woman in the Lord, strong. She was ordained in the Efree uh, church and she was running Christian education and she posted that she was looking for someone part time, 10 to 15 hours a week, helping with groups. And the way she described the job, I was like, oh, that's fun. And I was working in a factory and teaching music lessons. I didn't really know what I was going to do. I just met, um, uh, about a year before that met a woman here from grace who later became my wife. And I knew I needed a job, you know, and uh, wanted to, to provide. So I took up this part-time job. So the way I came into church work was actually through the discipleship path and not through the music path. Hmm. I think if I had come in as a musician, I probably would have screwed it up really bad because um, my focus would have just been the music. You know, I wouldn't have known anything else. Right. Um, but I actually came in through discipleship, and I, I eventually um, oversaw discipleship at this church, everything except the women's ministry. Um, we started a men's ministry, and we did a lot of stuff with groups, and uh, I'm really proud of those couple of years. And then in 2015, Will Lopes, the guy I talked about, he actually moved his family to Florida to be closer to their family. It's a much shorter flight from Florida to Brazil than it is from Minnesota to Brazil. Um, and he became a, a part of a multi-site church down there, and I never expected him to leave ever in a million years. And so I made a pitch to leadership. I said, hey, I will do what he was doing to the best I can, part-time. You keep me on uh, part-time uh, in discipleship, and then we'll, we'll make something work. I'll coordinate that. I know all the players. I have relationships with the band. I'll make sure there's always a leader on stage. Um, at this point, I was still really just kind of playing acoustic. I wasn't even leading uh, vocally. Uh, and they went for it. And so uh, there was a moment in that first year where I was overseeing men's ministry, uh, all discipleship, music and production part-time yeah and it just (laughs) i'm gonna tell you i could not have been doing it all very well but uh uh you know how they say that the small churches rely on heroes and large churches rely on processes and i was very much the hero there for a while and i learned how to program lights i learned about dmx i learned audio all sorts of things that um i i would never have had to learn (laughs) Uh, fortunately I'm a quick learner. Um, but then slowly over that period, the next year or so I handed off discipleship pieces as our church grew and, um, uh, uh, ended up overseeing now music full time. So it's myself, uh, overseeing worship, I guess we'd call it. And then I have Caleb who works with me in production and Cole who saves my life all the time. She's my admin. And she also is this just dynamite uh, musician on stage vocalist and, um, so the three of us kind of do this together. So that's my whole story. Uh, the high level, I skipped a bunch of details, but the Lord, um, you know, and I get to preach sometimes. I have a lot of influence at this church, and uh, I have no business having that influence. You know, I was never qualified in the world's, from the world's perspective, I was never qualified, um, but I learned very quickly what it means to be qualified in the kingdom, and um, I don't know, it's, it's been quite a ride. That's all I got to say. It's been quite a ride.